This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, haunted dogs, haunted <laughs> dolls, haunted pianos, haunted hotels, haunted friendships, haunted women, wow. haunted women of all genders. Thank you. <laughs> because a haunted woman is a state of mind. Exactly. Um, and it is primarily a, po- a comedy podcast. Um, hosted by two cowards mm-hmm. who love the sensation of being scared because it's something to talk about. Exactly. We are we are entertainment people. Uh, we're soft. We need we Ann and I individually have gone on a hunt to find a bed that can accommodate our various needs. So yeah, that's our bodies the sort are of, broken. Yeah, very that's early the on. sort of energy we're heading into with this. Um, if you're looking for gore porn, I. Hope I wish the best for you. I want you to find your bliss in a way that's not harmful to yourself and others. I don't think it's here. Yeah, if you're looking for like a thoroughly researched podcast about like, um, uh, you know, uh, the 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 gooey man Amander <laughs> of New Jersey, you've come to the wrong place. I sent some new um, I sent some new fan art from that. Thank the you, the gooey man Amander. The fan art faucet has run dry. Give us more. I know, yeah. I, I, maybe everyone's spending more time outside, which we very much support. That um, is true. I, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I've gone to more restaurants with more secondary friends in the last month and a half uh, the than I pa- ever have. The pedometer on my iPhone is popping <laughs> off after a long, long time of I being know. like, hmm, I guess, our, I guess our owner's a corpse now. They're like, oh, yeah. he's good. No, okay. My iPhone showed me a graph that said, um, you have friends again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, your step count is twice as much as last time. <laughs> I see you're talking to more people than your boyfriend and dog. <laughs> Um, everybody, we know we took a little, another little cheeky summertime break. It was very French of us. A very French. And, uh, and we are back. We're ready and raring to go. It is a Wednesday. Uh, this whole summer we are dedicating Wednesdays to listener campfire tales, which has been a ton of fun and a half. If you've ever been at a campfire at a wedding and someone starts telling ghost stories. Yeah. This is that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and Anna... I've got a really good one today. I just <laughs> tried to pick up my phone and throw it across the room. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, I've got a really good one today. I'm excited. Um, so good that I started reading it and then I was like, I have to stop. I'm just going to surprise myself. You're going to keep it a surprise for yourself. I'm keeping it a surprise myself. This is from Andrew. It's not me. It's not you. Are I'm, you sure? I'm not looping myself. Okay, good. Um, this is from Andrew. The subject line, Anna, the haunted stage stop. Which is also a great tongue twister. Into that. 
Hi, Anna and Andrew. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I want to thank you in advance for helping me move. My wife, our dog, our cat, and I are moving across the country. And I've banked up back episodes to help me, her, and some probably anxious pets make the trip. That's very nice. We have been told that our voices act as an anti-nausea aid for dogs in, <laughs> in vans. That is true. <laughs> we Our voices are the equivalent of like white noise or like like crowd template. Yeah, like if you uh, ever leave TV on for your pets, this is the podcast equivalent of that. (laughs) I thought you both would enjoy hearing about my great-grandmother's upbringing, which was apparently haunted as all get out. Her parents were Mexican immigrants. Get out. (laughs) Sorry. Her parents were Mexican immigrants who managed a store and boarding house along the stagecoach line in Arizona in the 1870s. Come on. And she would often tell my father about her paranormal experiences when she was a kid. And my father told me about them when I was young. I think that's great. You need an older relative to tell you about haunted things. The lineage of stories is so powerful. Uh, My great... Oh, uh, the least detailed story was that a headless horseman roamed the area. I don't know if she ever saw him, but I guess he was known to harass people if they went out at night. So guests were encouraged to stay inside when they stopped over. Not many more details, but it sets the scene for how supernatural this little stop apparently was. My great-grandmother encountered another apparition directly. Apparently, when she was a kid, one night her parents sent her to bed when she wanted to stay up late, and she was very upset about it. About an hour later, she heard someone playing the piano and ran into the sitting room, thinking they'd changed their mind. I guess an early instance of parents trying to be fun? Instead, she encountered a black cat, to my knowledge, regular-sized, smoking a big cigar no and playing the piano oh my god when she screamed it disappeared was it jason derulo from i think it was jason (laughs) (laughs) and the cat was like just so you know my penis is bigger than this actually huge want to look yeah do you want to look enjoy um the most detailed story was about a time she was a teenager i know we just glossed over that we'll go back to it uh the most detailed story was about the time she was a teenager and wanted to go to a dance in in a nearby town i'm not sure about the proximity of this town to an apparently isolated state stop but there you go her parents absolutely refused but when they went to bed she sneaked out of the house and went when she arrived all the girls were trying to dance with a mysterious but very handsome guy who no one seemed to know. Was it the cat? I hope it was the cat. <laughs> She's smoking a cigar. <laughs> Who is that? She waited until she finally got her chance, but in the middle of her dance with the handsome stranger, one of her friends violently pulled her away. She thought her friend was just jealous and was about to yell at her when she saw her friend pointing, terrified, at the guy's feet. <gasps> they were floating oh. a few inches above the ground. No. And giant spurs like a rooster's. <laughs> We're sticking out of them. No. Everyone by now had noticed this, and the stranger laughed a high-pitched laugh and vanished, with the room apparently smelling like sulfur thereafter. My father would tell me that there were two conflicting things about his grandmother that were relevant to these stories. Apparently, she was known for her scrupulous honesty, but she was also known to like to teach people lessons. The lessons here are obvious. Go to bed when you're told. Don't go to dances if you aren't allowed and stay indoors at night. But I have researched these stories and found what might be corroborating evidence. Bring it. I found stories about a headless horseman riding a big red beast in that part of Arizona. I've heard, we've talked about the 
like a, a demon horse, red camel horse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I I, I love also a, a Mountain West headless I horseman. Love that. headless horsemen are primarily New England things. I, I love the idea of it in the desert. Regional. Why not a prairie one? Why we not need a swamp? One. Yes, uh, Everglades. We need one per time zone. <laughs> One person, oh, one person claimed to have actually found it in the daylight and claimed it was a dead body tied to a camel, right, oh. which he tried to approach before it ran off. The not supernatural, but no less weird dead person still tied to it. That is um, scarier than a real ghost. That's the whole thing. That And, <laughs> and honestly, with in terms of uh, scary stories that grandmothers tell, I know the, I know these are wild. I don't care. The fact that a woman prior, like before the existence of toasters, was like, I know what I'll do. I'll fucking terrify my kids. Like, I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, I so rarely swear on this show, and I apologize. if It's um, good. Everybody, buy yourself a lollipop. Weirdly, and a whole other long story, but for a brief time before the Civil War, yes, the Army did experiment with using camels in Arizona. This is a really lovely callback to, uh, I think, the Red the red Demon was the, was the name of the um, yes. camel story we told. Sure. Um, I've it's also so seen cool. several references to the dancing devil story that all follow that plot pretty closely, complete with floating chicken spurs and such happening in northern Mexico and the southwest. The most recent one I could find was at a club in San Antonio in the 1970s. Recent. That, honestly, if that was going to happen, it would be at a club in San Antonio. I believe that. I think something happens when it's so hot and people drink so much soda. <laughs> That sounds right. That's yeah. where Robert Rodriguez is from, the director. Oh, and wow. if he can if he can dream up that kooky stuff. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. So either this is also a piece of folklore my great-grandmother just took as her own or the devil just likes to go dancing when he's visiting this part of the world. Yeah, I, I mean, either one I'll go with. I have yet to find another story about a piano playing stogie smoking cat. <laughs> so I always go to bed early just in case. We really glossed over that. <laughs> no, we're going to we're going to have a whole convo about it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed hearing about my family's strange, haunted and potentially embellished past. Thanks again for bringing spooky fun to my day. Thanks, a fellow Andrew. Andrew, this is really good. Andrew, you gave us exactly what we've always wanted. This is why I started this podcast. Yes. A here, secondhand ghost story. It's the best type. And like having it go down your family line, I think, is really important. My Uncle Bob would do that um, in telling me ghost stories before I went to bed. I think to me, I gradually understood that they weren't real because the protagonist of all of them were my name. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Which is what this story was a little bit. Yeah, I know, I know. This is all a long con from my Uncle Bob. Oh my um, Anna, I guess if you were dancing with a handsome stranger and then your friend was like, he's actually floating and has rooster spurs, is that a deal breaker? If this were 2016 or before, no. Mm-hmm. Um, 
any sort of bearded redhead yeah for me I could overlook a lot. And Jason has weird feet. Yeah, you so. you found your you found your floating devil from the American roughly southwest. <laughs> yes, he's born in Arizona. Oh my god. Oh my god. What if I looked and saw you had chicken feet and always had? <laughs> um the chicken yeah, that's hard. The floating plus the chicken feet. If his regular feet were floating, I'd be like, well then that I think that's just like a a corollary for gay. Yeah. Light in his loafers. That's my thing where I'm like, I don't mind. I don't mind dating someone who weighs less than me. They have to weigh something. <laughs> they have to weigh they enough to touch weigh the negative. ground. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have like, if you pick me up and I push you through the floor, that can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen. And I know you're going to try Cause every man likes to try. Even if you say I'm heavy, I'm heavy. They'll be like, yeah, but I'm strong. That is, And then so it's like funny. they're struggling and making little grunts and you're like, don't do that. <laughs> and then he's like through the floor because he's a ghost. <laughs> That's the, I never thought about light in the loafers as meaning like someone's light on their feet as a bad thing. See, I'm gay as hell and I am the least light on my feet person in the world. <laughs> you're very earthy. Yeah. Gravity is, I am a potato person. Gravity is <laughs> sucking me into the earth. Are you a Cancer or a Leo? I'm a Leo. Okay. I don't a, know what anything. does that mean? Sun? Fire sign? Fire sign, yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. It's fake. <laughs> um, it's real, but it's fake when it's wrong. Um. <laughs> it's fake when it's wrong. That is my religious belief. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, God, I, I truly, a fight, I would say, Andrew, would, would it be a deal breaker for you if you were dating somebody and then went for a cup of water at night and there was a, a black cat smoking a stogie playing the piano? I, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that Chris is the opposite of that. Because Chris is like a, a guinea pig playing the piano. Yeah. Chris would Vaping. never, Chris would never <laughs> smoke a cigar. I feel like Chris's, Chris's game plan smoking a cigar would be, he'd take a picture of himself with it. And then afterwards he'd be like, I think something's wrong. I think, I think I might be dying. Um, a, can you be Googling cigar allergy? <laughs> um, it would be, yeah, eating maybe a CBD gummy. Yes. Yes. Famously, um, Chris once ate an edible uh, on vacation and I had to spend a couple hours convincing him that um, our friend rocking in a rocking chair was not his heartbeat slowly slowing until he died. Um, this happens more than you'd know I, and you know the what it's time chairs, we talked about it that's why hospitals have a rocking chair in it that does honestly that feels like a kind of southwest demon thing which would be like a guest at a party and as they're in a rocking chair and it slows another party guest dies that kind of feels like wow. but maybe that's more senior citizen yeah that's sort of in the in the neighborhood of the cat who lays on the bed of the senior citizen who's gonna die I know yeah, I. What's going on with those cats? Do we? Think- I asked my mom recently if she had ever, because she's worked in nursing homes her whole life, mm-hmm. if she'd ever experienced that. She's like, no, but that that happens. That happens. Yeah. Anyway, Diana and John are coming over. I'm like, <laughs> can you like tell me about the supernatural cat? And I like had to like dive because she does have these ghost stories that right. she'll throw out mid conversation and then pivot to talking about like my lemon tree <laughs> only has two lemons and that lemon tree has like a hundred. <laughs> You know what the difference is? Latitude. And I'm like, can you tell me about the ghost you just mentioned? And she said that that will happen. And a thing that is more common is that cats will and animals will stop spending time with an owner if they know they're going to die. Oh, or if they're sick, Um, which is, is much more heartbreaking. That is, I guess, I don't know. My brain goes to a very bad place when I think of the, like the cat who goes to people who are dying. And I worry that it's because they're like, 
it's like an evolutionary thing of when you'd like when animals predators would sense like uh, a a herd animal was dying and they'd be like I'm gonna follow this thing. I'm not saying that the cat would immediately start eating the person. Yeah, it could be that. I think it could also be uh, that the person's moving less. So it's a warm body that isn't moving around as much. That's a very, that's a very practical and far more likely scenario. I've like accidentally roundhouse kicked Lady Bird in the face twice in the last two days. (laughs) She handled it way too respectfully. (laughs) Um, That we also, we were in Hollywood Forever Cemetery because my parents just visited and uh, they have five feral cat colonies that they take care of. Oh, which is how you know it's very modern. Yes. Um, and we, I didn't know that, and we were walking, and a black cat came out of nowhere and leapt up onto a white gravestone yes. and laid down and extended its paw towards my mother, which I have a picture of her in a Universal Studios shirt with the cat looking at it like, hello. Goth icon. Goth Mrs. icon Dresden. Irene Dresden. Wow. Yeah. That is, I, the, Anna sent me this picture. It is so good. Your mom looks so cool in it. She really... I, this we've talked many times in this podcast about yeah. how we both grew up Catholic mm-hmm. um, and how Catholicism is really parallel with a lot of mysticism it's and spooky. ghosts. And it's yeah. a very spooky, really. There's a lot of incense and candles. Yeah, we're drinking and, blood. Yeah, that we're drinking blood. We're eating body. We're, um, you know, washing babies. I mean, uh, incorruptible corpses, as you brought up. There, in, yes. in our holy spaces, there are unrotten sometimes bodies. There, um, there are relics. There's yes. just like a wrist in a gold box surrounded yes. by flowers. In a funny sort of way, hearing these stories that Andrew sent makes me think of the fact that like the ancestral kind of spooky stories in my family mm-hmm. all come from like practical cat, like people who are like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not loosey goosey spiritual. Like I go to church and I, but then, yeah, then there will be stories where it's like, oh, I took communion to this lady and um, she saw her soul leave her body and then she was dead the next day. You know, it's like there yep. are those stories that I am infatuated with because I love hearing ghost stories from people who are not ghosty people. Yes. And this happens all the time with Catholics. Yes. Um, and other religions, too. I think right, like right, right. there's a streak of mysticism in pretty much every major religion. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, my mother, I hesitate to talk too much about it because I've long fantasized about having her on the pod. Oh, my God. But she um, talked about there was a time where her aunt lived with her or her. No, her grandmother. And she woke up in the middle of the night and saw her aunt sitting in the corner of the room. And oh. I think she said she was folding laundry oh and she told God. her to go back to bed. And the next morning she was dead like they <laughs> that is so and sh- she'll just tell me that and then be like hank's wedding september 18th it's a sunday <laughs> i'm like mom i can you never t-? met this person she yeah. i have to like wrestle her to the ground to like get her to stay on topic when it comes to stuff that i want to talk about <laughs> um it's impossible yeah my mom i mean what's so funny is like the my grandma, both both my grandmas would tell scary stories. My mom's mom would tell the Taylor Post story, and she had learned it in like at, uh, Appalachian speak. So like it's this kind of I mean I'm sure it still exists to some extent, but it's this like niche accent in the American Southeast. Um, and it is so peculiar, and she would tell it in this like very extraordinary way. And so I've memorized wow. it. As like her in this accent. Could you imitate it a little? 
Um, one day for the pod, I will, I will do a okay, recitation of, great, I think great. I, I would need to do some practice. Cause I don't, I know there still are like people with Appalachian accents and I don't want to like straight up, uh, make a fool of myself. You want to get Kate Winslet's vape coach, but, but I will say like, she would tell it to her great grandchildren, my nieces and nephews. And some of them remember parts of it. And it's so weird to hear little kids be like calling for fake hunting dogs being like, come, you know, come, I know, come, 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 code calico. <laughs> like it is the Fuck. wildest thing to see. And it is the magic of storytelling, I think. Um, and my grandma farmer, the Irish Catholic one, most of her stories were kind of scatological. Most of them were about like monkeys at the zoo throwing poop at people. They were more Whoa. like situational funny but like if you were her sister her little sister they used to go to prospect park um in like the 19 early 1920s when there still was a sheep's meadow there and um in the middle of like one of their days out her little sister was seen like chewing something and they went up to her and they were like what are you eating and she said like there's licorice all over the ground (gasps) and she was eating sheep shit um So those are the stories that I've inherited. That's really good. And those are the genes that you've inherited. (laughs) Free candy. Free candy. Coming out the other end of that sheep. (laughs) It's so funny to also like what dates that story is a time when a young child would be like licorice. My favorite thing. I know it was an old person candy because they were young at the time. Um, But uh, but yeah. But these stories that Andrew you've sent like there's something so like magical about them. It tells such a great, it, it gives us such a great sense of, of uh, your grandmother. Um, and I hope you're able to tell those stories to another generation or at the very least your dog and cat. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that will live just as long as the planet will. <laughs> um, Andrew, I, I do think that our podcast should be um, as uh handy as possible like as applicable to everyday life and I do think we should run a little bit of a drill to just in case any of our listeners ever find themselves in the position of you're at a party yes somebody has chicken feet this also I meant to say that's a little bit like the gin stories that Ayan was telling and the chicken foot story that we got sent a couple weeks ago there's something in the zeitgeist about bird feet there's something happening right now with chicken feet. So if we can find something for her, I think that would be amazing. She's hot. She's come up. She's like Florence Pugh. Oh my God. Chicken feet. Um, so you're dancing with someone. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's just do a little, a role play. Great. So I'm, I'm the friend coming to you. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Hey, are you having fun? Hey, um, I'm actually good if you want to um, head home. I uh, met somebody. Oh, oh, who? That guy. Oh, him? the tall one? Yeah, he's so tall. This is so, okay. He's like six foot nine. I don't, I'm, I'm not like, I don't want to like come down on you. No, like, are you doing that thing? No, Are you doing I'm that not, thing where like literally anyone I date, you're like, they're a bad person? No, because, okay, the last time that guy was a Q guy, okay? And like he did a good job hiding it. This, yeah, I'm but saying he was Q because he's stupid, like he wasn't bad, right? It was like he's just a big fan of the Hercules actor, right? Um, okay, I'm just gonna say, uh, you can still go home with him, just a heads up. Some friends have been talking. I thought maybe someone brought him. He came out of a chasm in the backyard that's currently smoking, mm. and 
And uh, there have been people I haven't like looked because I feel like that's weird to look at some. But like he does have ch- like rooster feet. You're like a feet person, though. I know, but I- I'm like this. You isn't dated about- Michael Phelps. I did. I got really into that um, motivational speaker who talked about like the importance of people's personalities being expressed in the length of their toes. And I know that's not real now. But I'm just saying, like, he has, like, a rooster spur. And I'm saying that's cool and that's fine. I think that's fine. good. I think we could, like, put stuff on it. Uh, like my hat. I think that's... You know a, I'm a hat girl. I know I know you're a hat girl. I'm just saying um, I I support whatever choice you're making. The, he did, like, when we were, you know, we were kind of for fun giving people name tags. He wrote that his name was Demon? I know. No, Damon. Right, but he spelled it with an E. Isn't that so hot? I know it is. I just, I just, listen, I'm just doing like due diligence as a friend. You are like being a married person right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, listen. This no, because your thing, remember last week when you were like, how do the apps work? And I was like, that's hurtful. Yeah. This is that. I know. I, I recognize, I recognize the privilege of being in a relationship and how that's changed. Me. And also like what I cared about in college is not the same thing as now. Like in college, I was like, oh, I need someone who's like this height. Or like, oh, he has to like be really built. But now I realize like I'm okay with certain things. Yeah, he's eating the speaker. He's like eating one of the speakers right yeah, now. Yeah, isn't that cool? So he's really into music and he said that um, he's already talking about kids. I he feel- was like, I will put my seed in you. Okay. Which is like so kinky. I'm I, I'm trying this and I'm just trying something new. And I'm what I'm saying is... Hey, um, I actually got to go. Um, okay. You know what? I, um, just text me tomorrow. Just to make sure you're okay. And you have, not that you need it. You have my blessing. Have the best time. Oh, um, the blessing. Actually, I need for you to take that back. Oh you God. That that He's burning no. up. <laughs> and was that helpful scene. scene? I think that was helpful. It's always good. It's always, you have to ride the line as a friend. Yeah, you, you can't keep someone from falling for someone. You don't have to date who they're dating. You right. just have to be honest and gentle with your friends. Right. And then you have to decide like what are the, what is the information that you know that you feel like you should share and how do you like call it call it like you see it, you know, like do you have the sort of relationship with this person where you feel like you can share this information or is that potentially going to be hurtful for the friend? Right. You know like if they're going to go home with them, just make sure to be honest, but if it feels like rooster guys hitting on other girls, like maybe just go with it. <laughs> Anna, I um, love this new segment. I think so too. And then like, not to, that we have to act it out, but like in terms of the cat playing the piano, what song do you think? Um, What's the Billy Joel one? Angry young man. Oh, wow. I feel uh, like he'd be really innocent good. man. Is it? Oh, wait, innocent? What's I know the there's one? innocent man. It's like, there's two. He's got a song called Angry Young Man and Innocent Man. Wow, oh Billy God. Joel. That's really good. Loves men. I have to say, I saw Billy Joel in concert. This is the last story I'll tell in the podcast will be over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in Madison Square Garden with my father, which was basically like meeting the Pope with an old lady. Oh. And uh, Billy Joel told us, he's like, so um, this next song, Innocent Man. And everyone goes, woo. He was like, yeah, um, unfortunately, you know, as you get older, your voice changes. And um, recently... A couple of years ago, a doctor told me I had um, nodes. I had <gasps> damaged my vocal cords. And a, a vocal surgeon told me that if I sang, that I could no longer sing the high note in Innocent Man oh. because I would rupture 
my vocal cords and never be able to sing again. So we might, that's, you know, just keep that in mind while we go into the song. And then he sings the, the opening and go, and then is about to go into the chorus and he goes, mm. he hit it. He did. And Madison Square Garden lost its fucking mind. <sighs> Every senior citizen from Long Island was like body surfing, like, throwing glass bottles at the stage. People were ripping their clothes off. The, he is he is the Mother Teresa of Long Island. Pandemonium, People, yes. And, and I, I'm just going to, Chris, is this right? Doesn't Billy Joel perform, like, is it every month? And Like, aren't... Yeah, up until um, COVID. Right. He said that he would do it every month until it stopped selling out, and he did not. Stop. Wow. <laughs> and that is like, I've, it's several like block parties and 4th of July things on that I've been to in Massapequa. I feel like I've met, like every new person I meet is like, well, we go to Madison Square Garden uh, every time Billy Joe's there. We've been there six times in the past month. I'm like, <laughs> we sit oh. behind the stage. We can't see or hear anything, but he's there, you know? <laughs> oh my God. I Here. think. I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Anna. I think so too. And I really was expecting Billy Joel to rip his head in half when he, that is <laughs> shit his pants. Honestly, you telling that to me, Anna, <laughs> I felt it was the same energy with which I received, um, chicken foot and, yes. uh, stogie smoking cat. It, there's something thing. magical about it's that. It's a tall tale. It's a Paul Bunyan thing. Wow. It's a Paul Bunyan. Oh my God. Um, and speaking of Paul Bunyan's talk about guys with weird feet. Um, sorry. You can follow us on the internet. You can. Get out. <laughs> this truly, I choked on my own spit. Get out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.